Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Chris Taylor, the president, director, and CEO of Great Bear Resources. Mr. Taylor, welcome to the show. Nice to speak with you, Maurice. Glad to have you on the program, sir, to share the value proposition before us in Great Bear Resources. Before we delve into project specifics, Mr. Taylor, please introduce us to Great Bear Resources and what is the opportunity you present to the market? Well, Great Bear is a Canadian-focused uh, high-grade gold explorer. Uh, our project, the Dixie property, is located in the Red Lake District of Ontario, which is quite famous for being probably uh, the premier high-grade gold district in the country. You know, speaking of opportunity, I think you're being quite modest here. Great Bear has rewarded shareholders in the last 52 weeks with a 400% return. Congratulations. Uh, you know, the company's been able to answer a series of questions with a very impressive results, and they are all responding with yes. Let's find out why the stock price is soaring. Great Bear Resources is focused on a new high-grade gold discovery in Red Lake, Ontario. Take us there and provide us with some historical context on the region. Uh, I'm happy to do that. Uh, Red Lake uh, is uh, known for producing a large number of high-grade gold ounces. It's quite road accessible. You can connect in through the remainder of Ontario and down into the U.S. Uh, just below that. Um, there's about 30 million ounces of gold produced in the district to date. Um, the majority of that is from uh, Newmont Gold Corp's main Red Lake gold mine. Um, what we have uh, in our project is effectively a large high-grade gold discovery, multiple gold zones that we've found and it's located just off the side of a highway uh, about a mile or two off the side of a highway with a power line that runs over the project and therefore we have low exploration costs so this is what the red lake district is known for um, this is an area where investors and the dollars that they provide to the company uh, turn into uh, meters of drill core drilled um, with uh, very cost-effective structures there are some strategic advantages Great Bear Resources has over its peers that are exploring for gold with regards to brownfields exploration. Please share some of the virtues from an exploration and capital standpoint. In, in this area, uh, one of the main advantages is low-cost exploration. And this is because, effectively, rather than looking for minerals on the top of a mountain or up in the Arctic Circle or in the heart of Africa or something like that, you're in a civilized jurisdiction that's politically stable. Uh, this means that you end up with a lower drill cost, lower operational cost. There's assay labs that are in town. Uh, we're about a 20-minute drive, our project, from downtown Red Lake, which has a full-service community, uh, a skilled population of workers and um, obviously a very extensive history of mining. So effectively, uh, this is cost-effective exploration where uh, investment dollars turn into meters and that turns into performance in the share price as long as you continue to be successful. And Great Bear certainly has been up to this point. All right, we've covered the region. Mr. Taylor, please introduce us to your flagship Dixie Gold Project and share some of the project highlights. The Dixie Gold property is located about a 20-minute drive from downtown Red Lake. So that means it's also about a 20-minute drive from uh, one of the largest gold mines in the area. And the property is located in greenstone-type rocks. Uh, these are Archean Age greenstones that are um, mesothermal gold hosts. 
tip to tip on this large LP fault structure, which is where we've made uh, three of our most recent gold discoveries, that's about 22 kilometers long end to end. And the fault itself, the, the main area of it that we think is the most perspective is about 18 to 20 kilometers long. We've only drilled at this point about 15% of that structure, but every drill hole that we've put into the fault itself and the immediately adjacent area has gold mineralization. So this is truly uh, what could be characterized as a brand new district scale gold discovery. So what Great Bear is working on is a big, uh, a big greenstone hosted high grade gold system. And quite exciting uh, with the discoveries that we've been making is that a lot of the gold that we're drilling goes right to the surface. And uh, that's quite exceptional in Red Lake because Red Lake, other than being uh, famous for high grade gold, it's famous for mines that go down uh, a mile, mile and a half uh, deep vertically from surface. And on our project, um, excellent gold results have been generated uh, really uh, right to the surface bedrock interface. It's quite exciting. It certainly is. And to really appreciate the opportunity before us, please share some of the similarities between Newmont Gold Corp's Red Lake Gold Mine and the Dixie Gold Project. Well, uh, Newmont Gold Corp is working on a high grade uh, quartz vein. Uh, gold, gold is hosted in high-grade high quartz veins that extend uh, down to, um, you know, I'll use Canadian terminology here, down to about two and a half kilometers or more in depth. And that's very, very similar to the first gold zones that we found uh, on our Dixie property, the Dixie Limb and the Hinge Zones. Uh, these were exciting discoveries that we had uh, over a year ago now. And um, that's very similar geometrically and in, in terms of the types of mineralization and the gold grade distributions, the size, uh, when you look at it from a surface map perspective, very much like what we found early on. Uh, so that's what uh, the gold, the Red Lake gold mine is famous for, is this high-grade gold in quartz mining. And that's similar to two of our zones and very dissimilar from uh, a bunch of the other major zones that we found recently on our property. The Dixie Gold Project hosts five zones. What has Great Bay Resources most excited here? Well, uh, we were very excited uh, up to the last uh, sort of six-month period with the types of consistent uh, and repeatable high-grade gold numbers that we were generating from the Hinge Zone discovery and the Dixie Limb discovery. And this was very, very similar in terms of the gold grades and other patterns of mineralization and rock type to what you see at the main mines in the district. So this had the company very excited. However, uh, just over the last number of months, uh, which has been uh, the fuel uh, for a very strong response in our share performance as well, is this very, very large fault structure, the LP fault structure down the project, uh, hosts an entirely different type of disseminated high-grade gold mineralization. And those are two words, disseminated and high-grade, that you don't often hear in the same sentence. And to make that um, more exciting from our point of view is that that gold mineralization extends, again, right to the near surface. So this is a new type of gold mineralization in the Red Lake District, and that's what makes this so compelling as an exploration story is that we're really just beginning uh, the discovery process along this big new target. The company has been issuing a series of very impressive drill results. Please share some of the results and what this means going forward for the company. Well, quite recently, uh, one of the new zones that we've discovered called the Oro zone uh, on the LP fault, this generated a, a very near surface intercept of about uh, 42 meters of about uh, 5.28 grams per ton gold. Now, that's exceptional in the sense that 
that's a high-grade gold intercept in and of itself. But the fact that that's uh, sitting right in the near surface is very interesting. And within that zone, uh, there was about a meter and a half of about 100 grams per ton gold. So uh, that's over three ounces per ton gold. And what we're seeing as we drill along uh, that fault is other very high gold uh, gold grades, uh, including at the Bear Rumini discovery, we had right near surface, we had a zone that was about two meters of just about 200 grams per ton gold. And then below that, there was about a 14 meter zone of about 12 grams per ton that below that. And then uh, just beside that, there was another zone, which was about uh, 50 meters of about three quarters of a gram per ton, uh, showing us that we have these large intervals of bulk tonnage type gold mineralization adjacent uh, and flanking and surrounding the high grade zones that we've been finding. Um, before that, within the Dixie Limb and the Hinge Zones, these are the high-grade uh, Red Lake-style gold veins, which um, they're located about a kilometer to the west of the zones that I was just uh, describing. Uh, we had some intervals there. Um, very typically, you'd end up with uh, a couple of meters of, uh, in sort of the ounce per ton range, so somewhere in the uh, 20 to 40 gram per ton range. Uh, that's very typical for some of the intercepts that we've seen. But once in a while, you get true bonanza-grade gold intercepts. Like, I remember... Uh, releasing um, a result it was about a meter of about 900 grams per ton gold at the beginning of 2019 and I think that included it was something like uh, about uh, 0.6 meters of about 1,600 uh, grams per ton gold so just phenomenally high-grade gold which is what the district is is associated with and those results uh, were also a driver for value appreciation in Great Bear so um, you get a spectrum of high-grade gold numbers uh, ranging from several grams per ton up to several ounces per ton on this project. Take us to the Hinge Zone, which has been quite active the last year, and walk us through a cross-section comparison between the Dixie and the Red Lake Gold Mine. Uh, these are effectively very similar types of deposits, the Hinge Zone and the Red Lake Gold Mine. It's uh, similar types of alteration around the gold veins, this red-brown hydrothermal biotite alteration. Um, at the main gold mine, uh, what you're looking for in this district, typically to make grade at most of the deposits, is about 2 meters of about 10 grams per ton gold. And the reason being, uh, the 10 gram per ton gold number uh, tends to be economic in this area, uh, that you can extract it and pay and make money at those levels. And then the two meter width is about what uh, the mining equipment width is. So that's about a sort of a minimum width uh, that would flank the vein. And that's what you'd be aiming for. So what you'd be looking for is effectively these veins that range from 30 centimeters wide to a couple meters wide. And uh, they'll mine these things in the district uh, all the way down to many kilometers depth. And that's what Gold Corp and now Newmont Gold Corp have been doing for many years. That's very similar to what we're seeing uh, within the hymn zone, except the hinge zone has been surprising us repeatedly with multiple gold veins in many of the drill holes. So we're getting um, these intervals of uh, wide zones of gold-bearing quartz veins uh, up sometimes uh, up to over 100 meters uh, in drill core where you see um, repeated gold veins of anywhere from 30 centimeters to several meters in width. And I believe the widest veins that we've seen um, that we've issued results on is about seven meters of about an ounce per ton gold. And those are incredibly robust, robustly developed uh, gold-bearing vein systems, uh, definitely on par with some of the best in the district. Quite Moving on to the Bay Ramini zone, what would you like to share with us? Because there's some impressive stuff going on there as well. Yeah, the Bear Rumini zone. These are some of the numbers I was quoting recently. A couple meters of uh, a couple meters of a couple hundred grams, uh, fourteen meters of twelve grams, 
Um, this is a zone of uh, wide disseminated uh, gold mineralization that's within a felsic volcanic unit uh, that we see over many kilometers where we've drilled it so far. And that's entirely new for the Red Lake District. Most of the gold in the area is hosted by these gold-bearing veins, but they tend to be within what we call mafic and ultramafic volcanic rocks. And those are uh, effectively, if you look at them with your naked eye, these are dark colored rocks, dark green rocks, uh, typical greenstone belt rocks. The rocks that we're drilling in the Bear Rumini zone are quite light in color. They're very different chemically. They have a very different origin, and they occur in big, thick units of uh, these sort of felsic volcanic packages with other uh, units intruded into them. And that's where we're seeing these new gold discoveries. So the Bear Rumini zone is something that has not before uh, been seen in the Red Lake District, uh, to the best of my knowledge. And it has the potential uh, for many kilometers of strike length. Certainly, we've already drilled it over about 3.2 kilometers. And, uh, and so far, it's wide open to extension. Finally, and equally important, take us to the Yuma Zone. Why are shareholders enthusiastic about this zone? The Yuma Zone is effectively a 1.5-kilometer step-out along the same structure from the Bear Rumini Zone, and it contains, uh, we put out results very recently, that it contains multiple zones of high-grade gold mineralization, and those are flanked by wide intervals of this sort of um, uh, low-grade gold mineralization that you see uh, globally in many kinds of open pit deposits. And the Yuma Zone is very similar to the new zone uh, that we've recently announced, which is another kilometer step out along that fault, which is the Oro Zone. So collectively, the Bear Rumini, Yuma Zones, and Oro Zones all have the same geology that's been intersected in drilling, and they all contain a combination of high-grade gold and that's flanked by these wide zones of low-grade mineralization that projects right to surface. So the market and our geologists, everybody involved in the Great Bear story, is very excited by these because it's very rare to see this combination of high grades surrounded by the bulk tonnage mineralization, and especially to see it along drill centers that are spaced kilometers apart, and to see that consistency of geology and gold mineralization. So that's what's exciting here is the scale of these discoveries is really something that you don't see very often. Let's discuss some important topics germane to the project. Beginning with reversionary interests, are there any on the projects? Uh, no, actually, uh, this is another uh, fairly unique characteristic of Great Bear and its properties is that the properties are 100% owned by the company. And in, on top of that, there are no royalties of any kind uh, owed to other parties on these projects. So all the benefit of these discoveries flows to our shareholders. Yeah, with not even having an NSR, that is quite impressive. That's something you don't run into quite often. Uh, we're going to get into some numbers uh, later in this discussion, but from a capital expenditure standpoint, what is your largest expense and at what cost? We're spending uh, right now about a million dollars a month on drilling and exploration work. And if you look at uh, the money that Great Bear has raised, about uh, 80 cents on every dollar goes to drilling and exploration work. So the remaining costs, uh, probably about uh, 10 cents of that would be uh, salaries and other things. And we obviously have to keep the company moving. And of course, uh, like every other company in our um, in our type of space, we do marketing and promotion and these sort of outreach. So that's probably another 10 cents on the dollar. But the vast majority of the money that we raise turns right into meters of uh, gold-bearing uh, core uh, drilled out of the ground. So it's been very cost-effective that way because of the infrastructure access on the property. What is your relationship with the Indigenous people? 
we have an excellent relationship uh, with both the Wabaskang and Lac Sol First Nations, which are the local indigenous groups. And uh, we've been fortunate. Uh, we recently sponsored a student work program for this uh, this summer. And uh, we also uh, we have ongoing business relationships with uh, some of the community members who are providing, uh, for instance, uh, drill core boxes for the program. That's a very uh, tall order because we drill a lot of core. And we look forward to more of this cooperation while we go forward. These are communities in this area that are very familiar with mining and uh, many of the community members are active in the mining industry and also in forestry and other sort of natural resource work. Are you fully permitted? Yes, uh, the work that we're doing now is fully permitted. So there have been no issues regarding permitting or uh, you know execution of the work that we need to carry out. Is the ultimate goal for Great Bay Resources to develop the Dixie Gold Project and sell it or build a mine? Ultimately, uh, this is a question I get asked a lot because a company needs to be prepared uh, to put the project uh, forward through all the exploration stages and through into production. What you need to always think about in the back of your mind, though, is that very few junior companies in our shoes that make this uh, scale of discovery make it through that production process on their own. Typically, at some point, uh, there are a number of major producing gold companies in the world, and they are looking for these types of assets. Their reserves are always being depleted and the combinations of high-grade gold, near-surface gold, and uh, access to infrastructure that we have certainly put the Dixie property um, at the front of the pack when it comes to comparable gold projects uh, that these guys are looking at. We've discussed the good. Let's address the bad. What can go wrong and what is your action plan to mitigate that wrong? Uh, one of the biggest errors that a, a company can make is effectively, um, in our situation, when you're on to a district scale type discovery, uh, one of the things that can go wrong is that the company will prematurely focus on uh, resource development and definition on one particular zone to the detriment of wider exploration and uh, making the discoveries that will ultimately add the most value for a company. So we're very cognizant of that. We try not to get led uh, by the market into uh, drilling hundreds and hundreds of holes onto any particular zone and trying to define it uh, too early. Um, that's one of the concerns that companies are often forced into just because uh, they have difficulty accessing capital. Uh, we've been very successful raising funds and employing that uh, those funds on our own terms, and that's led to the sequence of discoveries that we continue to make. Other risks uh, that we would have would be very much like other uh, companies in our space, well, maybe there's something geologically that constrains the amount of gold mineralization. Uh, that's typical risk. There are there are no special risks for our project. Um, it's in a, a fully permitted operating mining district, and it's one of these areas where uh, you don't get the political risks or uh, other risks that you see in other jurisdictions. So it's uh, generally a safer area and a stable area to work in. Switching gears, let's discuss the people responsible for increasing shareholder value. Mr. Taylor, please introduce us to your board of directors. Well, uh, the some of the key members of the board of directors are uh, my partner in business within Great Bear, uh, Mr. Bob Singh. He's a professional geologist, and he was uh, responsible through contacts with originating uh, contacts of his in the Red Lake District for originating the Dixie property as a business opportunity for the company. Um, so Bob is a member of the board, and he's been instrumental in this success to date. Um, two of the famous, uh, uh, relatively famous in our industry advisors that we have 
these are strategic advisors to the company, are Mr. John Robbins and Mr. Jim Paterson. Uh, these guys were responsible and involved with the Kamenak uh, gold discovery in the Yukon a few years back and its subsequent sale to Gold Corp. Uh, for about half a billion dollars. So many of them will know them from those activities and other companies they've been involved with. Other board members include uh, Dr. David Terry, uh, and we have uh, Mr. Doug Ramshaw and Mr. Tony Ricci. Uh, these are all independent directors of the company, all experienced industry veterans, and they've been uh, they've been down the road on many discoveries over the years. Um, and Mr. Uh, Rob Scott is our CFO. So um, you have Rob Scott uh, with experience on the financial side. You have an experienced independent group of directors. And recently we've added uh, somebody who's quite experienced in the marketing space as a VP of corporate communications. Um, this, and her name is Rita Bennett. So collectively, we've put a very effective team of people together uh, within Great Bear. And I think we're getting the message out and definitely delivering on our promises to shareholders. Who is Chris Taylor and what makes him qualified for the task at hand? <laughs> uh, this is a, th these questions are always probably the worst uh, to answer for somebody like myself. I, I don't like talking about myself <laughs> that much. Um, I'm an exploration geologist by background, uh, but I have an academic background. I have a master's degree in structural geology. At various times in my life, I've crawled all over various mountain ranges here, there, and everywhere, including the uh, the Himalayas, the Andes, the various uh, you, you know stuff up in Alaska, all over the United States and Canada. Um, my background: I used to be the vice president exploration with Great Bear Resources uh, almost ten years ago now, and uh, during the decline in the mining cycle. Um, I ended up taking control of the company, being offered that uh, by the board at the time. I restructured the board of directors, uh, found financing for the company. Often, um, you know, when when financing was different, difficult to acquire, I would keep it going, uh, you know, using my own bank account. And um, what we did was uh, find that compelling mix of traits in a project, in this case, uh, the Dixie property, uh, that had the opportunity to really build value for shareholders. So I've been focused on that for years now. It's been about nine years with Great Bear, and I've uh, gone through every effort to make sure that our shareholders have the best shot at success uh, with a project like this, and Dixie has certainly not failed to deliver. It certainly hasn't. Who is on your management team, and what skill sets do they bring to Great Bear Resources? Well, uh, Great Bear runs a very tight ship in this sense. So we have a small number of executives. Uh, there's myself as the president and CEO, uh, Bob Singh as VP Exploration. We're both on the board of the company. Uh, Rob Scott, I mentioned before, our CFO. And we also have uh, Rita, who I mentioned as VP Corporate Communications. And we deal with a very qualified group of uh, consulting geologists who live, at, they're based in Red Lake, and they've lived there for many years, and uh, used to work for Gold Corp and other companies in the area that's called Ramini exploration so the Ramini people uh, were ex gold Corp people and are helping us run the project on a day-to-day -day level um, so effectively um, despite our success uh, we're being successful with a minimum amount of uh, you know staffing and extra cost and we're trying to put as much of the money as we raise as we can into the ground so it's a lean mean uh, hopefully very qualified team and I think uh, the proof's always in the pudding with these things. If we keep generating value for shareholders, um, we don't want to end up with a bloated corporate structure that eats up dollars that could otherwise be put into the ground. Get into some numbers. Please share the capital structure for Great Bear Resources. 
Uh, Great Bear is a very tightly structured company, despite the fact that we've been actively exploring for a few years now. Uh, so we have about 42 uh, million shares uh, issued and outstanding on a fully diluted basis, including uh, remaining warrants. There aren't very many left and options. Uh, we're just over 50 million shares issued and outstanding. So um, the capital structure is very tight in this company compared to most of our peer groups in the industry. How much cash and cash equivalents do you have? In Canadian dollars, we have about $18.5 million of cash in the till right now, and there are several million, seven to $8 million of additional funding available through um, in-the-money uh, warrants and options. So all told, uh, we're looking at uh, over $25 million in uh, cash and cash equivalents at the moment, which is sufficient for us to drill non-stop at this rate without the requirement to finance again, all the way through past the end of 2020. That's correct, because I think you referenced your burn rate was about a million uh, per month. Is that correct? That's correct. That's three rigs drilling all the time on the project 12 months a year. How much debt do you have? We don't have any debt at all. This is quite impressive, sir. Who are the major shareholders and what is their level of commitment? Uh, the, the largest individual shareholder in the company is Mr. Rob McEwen. He was uh, in charge of Gold Corp at the time of their high-grade zone discovery, uh, you know, about a decade and a half ago in Red Lake. And um, I remember when we put out uh, one of the zones that we discovered, the hinge zone, we put out news, and within uh, an hour of that news hitting uh, the news wires, I was on the phone with Mr. McEwen, and he became our largest shareholder at that time. I remember exactly what he said. He said, Chris, I've seen this story play out before. I know how it ends, and I want to be your your." premier shareholder in Great Bear. So he's the largest individual that we have involved. Uh, we have another uh, shareholder of note named uh, Mr. Rob Cudney. Uh, he owns a few percent of the company individually. Uh, he was involved with a company called Gold Eagle Mines, uh, which also had a major discovery in Red Lake. They sold that deposit to Gold Corp before they'd even drilled off a resource for about a billion and a half dollars. And he likewise was very interested in becoming a shareholder of the company. Uh, moving along, management, uh, those of us in management collectively with us and our, our families, we have about 15% of the outstanding um, shareholdings of the company. So so I think Mr. McEwen has about 14%. Mr. Cudney has a few percent. Management has about uh, 15%. Uh, we have institutional ownership, which is increasing on a, on a regular basis. That would likely be up to the 25 to 30% range at this point. And the remainder of the uh, float is owned by retail. So at this point, we have not committed ourselves to any um, particular large mining company or other large investment uh, institution uh, that would uh, have a say in how we're operating. So we operate completely independently, and that gives us the ability to make these discoveries without having um, external mandates applied to us. So, so far, that's been a very successful formula uh, for us. Are there any redundant assets on the books that we should know about? Uh, no, I, I, there's nothing of note. All right. Are there any change of control fees? And if yes, what is the compensation? Uh, change of control fees within uh, Great Bear are, are only, uh, there's only, I believe, uh, three of us that would have a change of control provision. And these would be to the tune of probably collectively between and, um, the number of people that are involved on the order of a couple million dollars in the event that that occurs. So these are uh, very insignificant costs relative to the scale of the project and uh, the value of the company. Is management charging a consultant fee for any services? 
Uh, no, management in this case uh, are all salaried. So effectively, it's a standard salary commensurate with our level of experience in the industry. And it would be uh, according to standard industry parameters. In closing, multi-layered question here. What is the next unanswered question for Great Bay Resources? When can we expect a response and what determines success? Uh, the one of the one of the principal questions that I get asked is how much gold is there on your property, and uh, of course we'd like to figure that out as well. Uh, and that also uh, goes very nicely into the second part of your question: is when will this uh, be? Be revealed. Um, well, this is an ongoing 90,000 meter currently exploration program, and we're funded for uh, way beyond that in terms of number of meters that we can drill. So I would expect that the market and shareholders will understand over time uh, just how big this system is. And I believe as the limits of the gold mineralization are, are, are sought and uh, hopefully eventually found, um, we will then see commensurate value come in with the story, much as it has been doing. So the value proposition for investors here is to be part of the discovery process on a project that looks like it has the potential to be much bigger than the majority of prospects like this that have been seen in the last number of years. Chris, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Uh well, um, a number of years ago, uh, I was in the same boat as everybody else that had a dream and a vision for growing a company like this through the discovery process. That was always about finding enough money to keep that drill rig turning. Um, we've been very successful on, on that front in the sense that, you know, we recently completed a bot deal placement that was doubly oversubscribed. So we ended up raising twice as much money at a higher price than we had originally sought. Um, and we're currently uh, so well funded that we don't need to go back to the market for a long time. Right now, what keeps me up is no longer those sort of uh, mundane concerns that are typical of the industry. Right now, uh, my main concern is that we don't um, make it through enough exploration until we get an offer that's too good to be refused from a large mining company, and we end up uh, having to hand over the project at too early of a stage. Fortunately for us, because we're independent in terms of our shareholder base and very well funded, I can't see that that will happen before we have significant room to grow from this point. And that's what I really look forward to. You know, Great Bear Resources can stand on the merits of its own work, but to coincide with that, you have the catalyst of also having a resurging gold price, a six-year high. Does that change anything for you at all? I would suggest that the increased gold prices uh, probably uh, liven up the space in terms of potential M&A activity. Uh, there's always interest on the M&A side, but the ability to consummate deals, um, you know, if you listen to large mining companies, they'll often tell you that they want to buy assets at the bottom of the market. But if you look at when they actually do uh, buy assets, it's when you have a bit of a bull market scenario going on. So for us, um, the the gold, the high gold prices, it, it means that you know in canadian dollar terms gold is now at record levels that have never been seen before and that means that projects gold projects in canada have a potential profitability far beyond uh, what they would have had even just a few years ago and that means that uh, canada and red lake jurisdictions like ours that are easy to access and have existing mining infrastructure these are premier destinations for large companies to go and seek major discoveries and we think that we're on top of one of those so um, there are no downsides for us with the rising gold price, but the kind of mineralization that we're seeing, uh, whether gold prices are higher or even quite a bit lower, um, these should be, um, I would I would anticipate that these would have robust economics going forward. Uh, if you look at comparable deposits in the area, they're quite profitable 
um, even well below um, you know twelve hundred dollars uh, dollars an ounce gold, eleven hundred dollars an ounce gold. So uh, with the kind of environment that we're looking at now, it's nothing but good news for companies that are in our situation. Mr. Taylor, last question: What did I forget to ask? <laughs> I guess uh, you know. Um, maybe you forgot to ask what uh, what gets me out of bed in the morning, and uh, <laughs> I, I think I think that's an easy one to to answer. I mean, I I really to be on top of a discovery process like this in Great Bear every morning is a little bit like Christmas. I get updates, and you know uh, the dr- the drill rig has gone into a new area, and it's found gold here, and it's found gold there. But one of the things that I really really enjoy that really drives me is just benefiting our shareholder base. These are people. And if you think about it, when we were a tiny little company just two years ago with a sub $5 million market cap, people were taking uh, money and giving it to us to go drill based on our vision of what this project could be. I love to be able to reward shareholders for their trust. Whether you came in at 50 cents or $5 or $10, ultimately, whatever it's going to be, I'll I'll do my very best because I'm a big shareholder holder and i understand that the faith you put in us you want to see returns on that investment that's why i'm very focused on uh, limiting dilution in the company keeping the share structure tight and making sure that the money that we raise turns into money that comes uh, that's applied in the ground so that we can find more gold so um, that's what drives me i love talking about it i love talking to shareholders i work for shareholders and i'm always happy to talk to them so i guess uh, that's maybe the one thing that you forgot to ask me <laughs> <laughs> well you know one of the questions i always receive is uh, maurice do you think that the stock is going to melt up referring to great bear resources i'm like you're witnessing the beginning of it and I, and I want yeah. to stress the beginning. I think this is just the beginning stages for you. Uh, the stars are aligning. And uh, if you are considering becoming a shareholder, uh, what's the website address that someone should go to, sir? Uh, have a look at www.greatbearresources.ca. Uh, that's our website. Have a look at that. Uh, you can look at all the technical information. We're very transparent in terms of disclosure, so you should be able to find all the maps and drill sections and 3D models and uh, descriptions of where every hole has been. And keep in mind, we don't hide drill holes. Uh, often when you read releases from companies, they give you highlighted drill holes in the release and everything else is undisclosed. With Great Bear, we disclose everything all the time. <laughs> so, I, I found that hard to believe, so they would hide the bad results, huh? Well, they would they say uh, for remaining results, go to the website. Well, right. you know, you can do that with us, but the results have already been disclosed in a news release. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're very transparent that way. And I think uh, that sets us apart from other people as well. So please go check out our website, www.greatbearresources.ca, and have a look at the technical information there. Um, hopefully that uh, will give you something to be interested in. For direct inquiries, call 604 646 83 That number again is 604-646-8354. Or you may email info at greatbearresources.ca. Great Bear Resources trades on the TSXV symbol GBR and on the OTCQB symbol GTBDF. Before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. 
ProvenAndProbable.com. Finally, please subscribe to ProvenAndProbable.com for mining insights and bullion sales. Chris Taylor of Great Bear Resources, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thanks. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.